The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, hello, everybody. Thanksgiving week begins. Welcome to the show. We will, of course, talk about last night's game. A nice road win for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, the Chiefs dropped the ball. Ha, 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 ha. And, of course, we'll talk about the best waiver wire priorities as well. It's, it's a fairly interesting week, especially if Zach Charbonnet is available. And he's got, a th- he's got such a terrible schedule, but such a great opportunity here, at least in the short term. It's Adam Azer here with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. You hungry yet? Ready for your sides? I, I mean, I, I wake up hungry every day, so yes. Oh. Can't wait for those Brussels sprouts. Corn souffle week, baby. I can't wait. I'm going to make it. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. All right, so this, so we got some some big storylines here. Obviously, Justin Jefferson may not play this week and may not play next week because he's on a bye next week. So you may not get Justin Jefferson until week uh, 14. Uh, Mark Andrews may not be out for the season, but you still probably are going to be dropping him. CeeDee Lamb has an ankle injury. The Steelers just fired Matt Canada, or at least the news just broke. Um, lame Canada. So we will talk about all of that. First, though, we're going to start with the waiver wire priorities. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Jamie, top three waiver wire priorities for Fantasy Week 12. Who are they? The two guys in Baltimore that get a big boost with no Mark Andrews, which would be Odell Beckham and Isaiah Likely. Uh, You said it, though. First, make sure that Zach Charbonnet and A.J. Dillon are not on your waiver wire because those would be the top two guys if available. Clearly, you're going to get a lot of opportunities. You mentioned Charbonnet's schedule sucks. Dylan's first game sucks. Probably second game sucks too. Detroit and Kansas City back-to-back, so not ideal for him either. But still, opportunity for those two guys to be starting running backs is uh, is huge. But otherwise, it would be the two Baltimore guys as the the top two guys to go get. And then I'll put Jaden Reed third, you know, just because of what he's done lately as what seemingly – Feels like the best receiver in Green Bay. All right, Dave, how you feeling about that? I I put Reed ahead of Odell. I'd put Demario Douglas ahead of Odell too. I think that Odell's played amazing. You look at the last three games. He had the touchdown catch two games ago. He had another touchdown three games ago, and then last week four catches for 116 yards. He's getting deep throws from Lamar Jackson. Obviously, the target share should go up, but I I just feel like there's a little bit more there with Reed and Douglas from week to week. And on top of that, Odell still has his bye in week 13. And that's one of the things that I'm going through when I look at 
uh, the waivers this week is, do I need somebody for week 13? And if I do need somebody for week 13, I want to know who they're playing in week 13 because there are going to be six teams on by then. I think I'm going to end up going with those three receivers as my top three, though I obviously agree. If Zach Charbonnet's there and if A.J. Dillon's there, you use those guys. Use your waiver priority on them first, the receivers after that. And there's a guy who's 66% rostered who's coming off a bye and two terrible games before that in which he was hurt, very hurt for both games, and that's Josh Downs. And I wonder if Josh Downs is in that same Charbonnet Dylan discussion where yes, if we're if we're talking above our threshold, my top three would be the two running backs and and Josh Downs. Okay, because Charbonnet and Downs are like right there, just above the sixty five percent threshold. They're in the sixty six to sixty seven percent roster range. AJ Dylan, I think, is seventy eight percent or something like that, seventy six percent rostered. But we should probably spend a little bit more time on on Dylan and Charbonnet, right? Because uh, like, are you going to be comfortable starting them this week? They're both playing on Thursday. Dylan against the Lions. Uh, Charbonnet against the 49ers, who have given up three... I think they've given up a rushing touchdown to a running back in four straight games. Um, they've given up a, like a good game to a running back in four straight games. It's not necessarily the prettiest. Uh, that's the Niners we're talking about here. And, um, right, am I wrong about that? I have... Uh, I mean, Rashad White, Rashad White who yeah. did well last week. I might we be got, confusing them with the Lions, actually. Yeah, I, I, I think confusing, you are. I'm confusing them with the Lions. Okay, so the the Lions have given up 16.8 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in three of their last four games. They're not giving up a lot of yards, though, but Gus Edwards scored a touchdown. Josh Jacobs scored a touchdown. Eckler scored a touchdown, and then they did great against— uh, and Foreman did score a touchdown. They just did well against the Bears running backs. Meanwhile, San Francisco, only four running backs have scored more than 11 points against them, but— Three of them have been pretty recent. Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, and Rashad White. So, again, these are good defenses, but they are giving up some points lately. Anyway, Jamie, how, what are your expectations for Dylan and Charbonnet this week, assuming they are the guys for their teams? I think you just view them as flex options. You know, no team's on a bye. So, hopefully you have, you know, the ability to start better running backs this week. And it's not a bad week for running backs uh, across the board. But... You know, again, you're looking at brutal matchups. Charbonnet, 10 catches in his last two games. So, you know, that's something I think you could say, okay, he'll have the ability to sort of fall back on that if he's having trouble running the ball. But you may have a banged-up Geno Smith short week against that 49ers defense. I know they just lost to Fonga, who's been a big piece of their running defense as well. Uh, but still, you know, it's not going to be easy for Charbonnet, and it's not going to be easy for Dylan against the Lions. And it's funny because Dylan's best games have really come when he's been – in the shared role as opposed to the lead role. He had three games as the starter, four games really where he was the feature back, but three games as the starter, weeks two, weeks three, and week five without Aaron Jones. And the only game he really did well was against the Raiders because he scored a touchdown. So he's been a little bit better of late just from an overall production standpoint with Jones on the field, uh, surprisingly a little bit better in the passing game. So hopefully he can build off that. But again, you know, the the matchups that they have, at least just for the next two weeks, if you just want to go for for a short term, not knowing how long the, the starters are respectively going to be out, it's not going to be easy for those running backs at all. Uh, who do you prefer, Dylan or Charbonnet? Charbonnet for me. I currently have Charbonnet ranked like two spots ahead of Dylan. And the, the initial reason why I put Charbonnet there is because I think he's got fresher legs. I think he's the better running back, to be honest with you. We've seen so much of A.J. Dillon, and man, he's so inefficient when he goes out there and he plays. I'm not sure if I'm sticking with it. Pete Carroll said something really interesting about Kenny McIntosh, and this was yesterday. McIntosh is their rookie seventh-round pick, a very good passing downs back. And he said of McIntosh, quote, he's going right to the front, end quote. And that just that just kind of like froze me for a second. Like, there's no way he's going to start him over Charbonnet, and then Charbonnet is going to stay in his role. But I, I imagine that those two will play. One of them will have the role of Walker. I would assume that that would be Charbonnet, and McIntosh will have Charbonnet's role of being the third down guy, I think. Oh. And then DJ Dallas will be in there to mess everything up a little bit more. And so I wonder, is, is it possible that Dylan ends up being like, the mega back, and he plays 80% of the snaps against the Lions, and the Lions, if they've allowed all these fantasy points, and especially on a short week, maybe Dylan is the better play. So I agree for now, Charbonnet. I've got to make up my mind by tonight when I set waivers. Well, the, the only other thing to keep in mind is oblique injury versus knee injury. Walker could be back in week 13. Aaron Jones may be done, for all we know. You know, So 
uh, until we get some sort of definitive answer. Oh. You know, you're, you're looking at Thursday, probably both guys being out, the starters, yeah. because of short week. But long term, you know, Aaron Jones, they said his ACL was intact. But who knows how long this could be, you know, impactful for him. Whereas we saw an oblique injury earlier this season with Christian McCaffrey, and he played the next week. So you, you know, just keep that in mind. Were you asking me, Adam, about this week or rest of season? I was asking this week, but I guess what do you what rest of season? Who would you? Oh, I mean, rest of season. It's Dylan because okay. of what Jamie just said. Okay, There's, I was taking it for this week. So we haven't talked I about any quarterbacks yet, and we will. We'll talk about Fab if you still have some left. I mean, is, is are Charbonnet and Dylan break the bank guys? We'll get to that. But here's one more guy. He's kind of a sleeper, but I actually feel pretty good about him. So I'm hoping to get a little support here. All right, uh, Robert Woods. It eight targets a couple weeks ago. I think he stepped out of the back of the end zone, and had a touchdown nullified. I feel like I feel like he's gonna, Dave. I feel like he's gonna have a big game. Robert Woods. Are you gonna be put any? Am I gonna be the only one putting claims in for him? I think he's gonna fly under the radar compared to the other wide receivers that we talked about already. Early game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> the Jags and the Texans. I don't care about Robert Woods. It's the game of the week. Hey! This is Dave's only show this week. He's going out of town for Thanksgiving. That was very good. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to say I don't really care that. I mean, like, I could see some appeal to Robert Woods, but that was just the game of the no, week setup. He has one catch in two of his last three games. Thank you for indulging me, though, and giving like a little bit of an explanation. So that was I that really was nice. didn't want to just say, are you serious <laughs> and make fun of you for it? I tried to like make it sound serious. All right. <laughs> and you weren't serious at all. Uh, uh, He's very proud of himself. He texted me that one last night. Yeah. When I talk about Robert Woods, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll talk about all these guys a little bit more. Odell Beckham, by the way, Odell Beckham leads the Ravens in end zone targets. Number two is Mark Andrews. This is a void they have to fill. And Beckham seems to be the guy that Lamar Jackson likes down in that area of the field. And Zay Flowers only has one end zone target. All right. Morning Buzz. If you missed anything from last night in the sports world, check out Morning Buzz on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch it on the CBS Sports app. You can watch it on your smart TV, on your Roku, whatever it is. But Morning Buzz uh, is your sports day. Starting right there, highlights from all the top games and leagues, catch up on storylines and social buzz, jump in and jump out. Morning Buzz runs all morning starting at 9 a.m. And get it all for free on the CBS Sports app. I want to give a shout out to John E. McDonald. He's our listener of the day. Uh, a couple days ago, he got a vasectomy and was listening to us. He was huffing on some nitrous and feeling good and heard Jamie say something very inappropriate. He barely remembers the show, but he thanks Jamie for that. He apparently said something about me wearing in <laughs> women's underwear. I don't even remember that. But this guy was, it was when um, it was Sunday night when you guys were debating if Dave sent in his third uh, winner or loser. I forget which one it was. Uh-huh. And you guys were holding oh. up your phone. And when you held up the phone, I said, well, Adam, why would you tell somebody wearing women's underwear? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I didn't remember that, but John was uh, on pain meds, basically, and remembered that. But congratulations on your vasectomy, John, and best of luck to you going forward. Let's talk fab here. If uh, if you had $30 in fab left out of a 100 original budget, how much would you spend on Charbonnet or Dylan? How much would you spend on Beckham? Uh, Dave, I'll let you lead here. I think it's all situational. If you need the running back or the wide receiver that desperately, you'll spend... You'll spend it all on the running backs. You'll spend at least half of it on the wide receiver. Okay. Um, Jamie, what do you think? Are we, are we ready to empty, empty the bank for Charbonnet and Dylan? I mean, again, it depends on what you need. You know, you're also at a, at a point where I think you're, you know, looking at some of your playoff competition and you might be playing defense to keep somebody from getting a player that can help them too, you know, so that's part of it at this point in the season as well. So I, I don't think they're break the bank type of players because again, we don't know the extent of their injuries, but if you are stuck and you need somebody for week 12, despite the bad matchups, it could still be somebody that you want to put on your roster. Here's the other thing. Like, don't you want to save some of your fab if you can help it yeah. for the playoff run in case you need somebody off waivers? Yeah, for sure. Um, right. So I, that's I, the right. I, I between that's the difference between, all right, I've got eight wins. I should be good to go for the playoffs. I shouldn't overspend for anybody versus right. a team that's got five wins. You don't want to suffer a seventh loss 
you've got to go for it. I'll spend now and worry about the playoff ad drops later. I I, I wish we could say that this is going to be the last major replacement scenario that we're dealing with, but we know how injuries go. There's going to be another guy or two that you want to spend your fab on. Yeah. How much do you think you spend on Likely, who has, what, like three targets in two games without Mark Andrews? I mean, when we get to the tight end list, you'll see how bad it is. So, you know, when you're talking about upside and potential and possibilities and all those things, like that's what you're hoping for. You know, you just mentioned Andrew's second on the team in red zone targets. We know that he's been very good, but we've seen a couple of instances this season when Andrews hasn't been there that likely just was not the same type of player that he was in previous years in a different offense, maybe just being a different player. So, you know, there, there's a lot of downside here as well. So just keep that in mind also. Oh, yeah. Well, right. So last year, the appeal to likely is that last year he played three games without Andrews, that two games that Andrews did not play and one game where Andrews left after just a few snaps. And he had two 100-yard games. And in the other game, he caught a touchdown against the Saints, who were basically the best against tight end. So he was awesome. This year, he's played two games without Andrews, including last week when Andrews barely played. And he has one catch on three targets for four yards. Uh, last year, they did not have Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. Um, they had nothing, you know, so he was the only guy. But you would still think he'd get more than one or two targets. And we know he's a talented, you know, exciting player if he can get the ball in his hands. Um, well, I mean, look, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here saying also Odell Beckham. We don't know how bad the shoulder injury is, too. Supposedly That's true. Fine, yeah, right. When a guy does, like, he did the post-game interview on Amazon Prime. So I was like, he's probably fine. And John Harbaugh yeah, said it's not Usually a when you term. talk after the right. game. Yeah, I mean, they were they were up big in the game, you know, and, and he was, you know, handshaking, high-fiving after the game as well. So Yeah, but you're right. Um, and just, I think this has already been said, but one other thing to think about with the Ravens, if you want to add them and you're not going to make, if you're not necessarily going to make the playoffs, they have a buy next week. So you are getting them for the Chargers this week, which is great. But if you're like, oh, I need to win both of my next two games, you're you're probably you're going to have to do that without any Raven that you add this week in week 13. Okay, news and notes. So Mark Andrews may not be out for the season, but are you guys comfortable dropping him? He's not playing in the fantasy season. I mean that that's more of a playoff thing, I would imagine. Okay. Uh, C.D. Lamb has an ankle injury. We're thinking he'll be okay, but it is a Thursday game against Washington. Oh my gosh, he's going to destroy Washington. Please, you have to be okay, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> Justin, Je- I mean, is, is Dak Prescott your number one quarterback this week? I think he's I think two he's for me. Two, yeah. <laughs> Behind Hurts or Josh Allen? Allen's one. Allen? Uh, Hurts is one for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson is questionable. So they play Monday night against the Bears, which is actually a game I'm really looking forward to for some reason. <laughs> and uh, he may not play, and then they have their bye week, so... It's been a long time since we've had Justin Jefferson. Hopefully he's back this week. Pittsburgh fired Matt Canada. Jamie, what do you think the fantasy impact is of this one? I mean, I gave you George Pickens as a drop candidate. I took him off the list, you know, just to see what happens now with with a change of coordinator. You know, hopefully it's a better play from Kenny Pickett. You know, that would be the best thing because clearly you, you've seen what this offense looks like. And, you know, kudos to Mike Tomlin to, to finally realizing that this is the decision that should have come, you know, Years ago, a year ago, ago. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know, Najee Harris complaining, you know, Deontay Johnson biting his tongue basically and not saying probably what he wanted to say in two of the interviews, at least that I saw. So, you know, it, it, it it's overdue, and you know, it, it's really a credit to him, the defense, and, and how just the, this whole franchise has operated that they've been able to overcome such poor offensive play and still be in playoff contention. But, you know, you hope the best is yet to come and that there's, there's a lot of production left on the table because a lot of great players here, you know, really if Kenny Pickett can get his act together, you know, what Deontay Johnson has been, you know, what George Pickens can be and has shown us at times, hopefully Pat, Pat Frymuth as well. And then just kind of continue to get some, some quality production out of the running backs. because they've been pretty good over the last month. Okay. And Geno Smith, is looking good, actually, for Thursday, which is a little surprising to me, but it looks like he'll be able to play. We're going to break down all those games uh, tomorrow, all the thir- all the Thanksgiving games we'll do on tomorrow's show. Derek Carr is still in the concussion protocol, so whoever the Saints' starting quarterback is going to be is going to be fairly appealing in fantasy this week against the Falcons on the road, but it could be Jameis Winston. We don't know if it's Carr yet. 
Cleveland signed Joe Flacco to the practice squad, and do you anticipate he will be their starting quarterback at some point this season? Probably so. Agreed. All right. Uh, let's see. The Patriots have not decided on a starting quarterback yet, or at least they haven't named a starting quarterback at the Giants this week. The Falcons are going back to Desmond Ritter. Is Tommy DeVito the best quarterback in that game? Man, they're going to win again. They're going to win again. Unreal. They don't even know how to tank. Uh, they don't need to. They've got DeVito. Tim Boyle <laughs> is going to start for the Jets. Trevor Simeon, second string. Zach Wilson, third string. Good or bad for Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson? Uh, it can't be worse. <laughs> I mean, it, it can, can be, be worse. Unfortunately, this guy has like 120 pass attempts in his career, nine interceptions, three touchdowns, three mm. starts, 0 and 3 in those starts, 5.1 yards per attempt, if I remember the tweet correctly. And uh, like, why don't, why not at least see what you have with Trevor Simeon, who at least has won a football game as a starter before? That's what frustrates me of all is that they have a guy who might actually be like competent at completing a pass of 10 yards. Yeah. I don't even know if Tim Boyle is that guy. Uh, Ken Walker oblique, Aaron Jones knee. Kyron Williams is going to play this week. Devon Achan, though, do we know anything? Like, what's the latest on Achan? They're Mike not- McDaniel was as vague as you could possibly get with his answer on Monday. I would probably guess that they don't play him because of what they would like to probably have for him down the stretch that he came back one game and couldn't make it through the game. So short week, why would you risk it? I know it's a division game and obviously they want to beat the Jets, but still, it, I, I don't know if he's the difference maker in this game. Right. And even if he is activated, do you expect him to get his normal workload? Do you expect him to even play 25 snaps, which is what I was thinking? I bet they baby him when they come, when they bring him back, especially if they do it on, like Jamie said, a short week. So wouldn't mm-hmm. love A-Chan that much, even if he did play. I do like Raheem Mostert a hell of a lot. Okay, uh, Chuba Hubbard. No, Chuba Hubbard's fine. Sorry, Deontay Foreman, though. He got hurt in the third quarter, and we'll see if he's able to make it back for Monday night at Minnesota. Cooper Cup going to be questionable for this week. Probably not a long-term injury. That's the great news, but Thursday game against San Francisco for Cooper Cup. Um, wait, is that the Thursday no, game? Sunday no. against Arizona. Sorry, sorry. I have the wrong schedule for him. Sorry, Sunday against Arizona. Uh, Luke Musgrave was listed as a did not practice, not sounding the alarm yet on that. Uh, Dawson Knox not yet ready to return to practice. And Joey Bosa is going to go on IR for the Chargers. Other defensive news, uh, that's actually not a given. He's going to miss some time, likely to go on IR for the Chargers. Joey Bosa, boy, I think their defense is going to struggle now. Uh, <laughs> Washington linebacker Ife Odaba is out for the season. Cleveland safety Rodney McLeod is out for the season. And linebacker Anthony Walker left in the first half. Um, Devondre Campbell for the Packers. He may not play this week at Detroit. We'll keep an eye on that That's, one. Yeah, he's he's the linchpin for that run defense, it seems. And the Bills, yeah, you're right. And the Bills' defensive backfield got incredibly hurt. Three players left with an injury. Two of them in the concussion protocol. The other one, Taylor Rapp, who was carted off, has the best chance. I don't know. He has a chance to play this week at Philadelphia. And then, the, of course, San Francisco safety, Talanoa Hufanga. Torres ACL, he's out for the season. And Denver safety, Kareem Jackson, is suspended for four games. He just came back from a two-game suspension. He hit Josh Dobbs illegally, did not get called on the field. He actually forced a fumble and uh, got suspended for four games. I'm surprised they didn't suspend him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, this guy, the reason he got, he just keeps getting suspended because he keeps on doing it. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about our top three priorities at each position. If you need a quarterback this week, You got the Joe Burrow managers here. Who are you going with? We'll tell you after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. Jamie, who are the top three quarterbacks to add off waivers? Well, get ready for this list. Um, (laughs) Garner Minshew is my favorite one. And I think you just hope that it's not just this week. His schedule is very favorable coming, moving forward for him. But look, he hasn't been great. 18 points or less in three straight games. Last two have been real stinkers. But Tampa Bay has given up a lot of production of quarterbacks, as we know. And hopefully Gardner will take advantage of it. Put your New Orleans quarterback next. I think I still think you had Derek Carr first because hopefully he clears the concussion protocol and is able to go. But if not, Jameis Winston, just knowing that, again, Favorable matchup against the Falcons. They've been miserable against quarterbacks. Number five in most fantasy points allowed. Jameis might have a higher ceiling, uh, definitely a lower floor. But Carr, prior to getting hurt in week 10, had been five straight games of 18 or more fantasy points, two in a row, over 20 points. So hopefully that carries over against the Falcons. They are going to be down Michael Thomas, if that matters to you at all. And then the third guy is kind of take your pick, but I'm going to give Will Levis the nod there, just of the guys that are available in the majority of leagues. He is coming off a two-touchdown game against the Jaguars, only 17 attempts. Now, granted, part of that was because they couldn't move the ball, and you have to put that on the quarterback a little bit, but they didn't have the ball very much. And you just look at Levis and what he hopefully can do. Keep in mind, they played three straight road games after his first start against the Falcons. So that's not easy for a rookie quarterback to have to deal with. Against Pittsburgh, against the Falcons, and against Jaguars, two of those defenses, obviously very good. And so I think he should have an opportunity here. But we know the Panthers just don't give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. But I still think that if you're looking at a desperation play, I would take him over the DeVitos, the DTRs, the Jake Brownings of the world, just based on hopefully upside coming back home against the Panthers defense that I just don't think is very good. So if I told you for sure that Derek Carr were starting this week, would you start? Would you rather have him or Minshew? Still Minshew. You know, I think, again, you're, you're looking at upside. I think he has more upside. I think he has a lower floor. So if you want to go the floor play, you know, Carr, I think, will get you 18 points because that's kind of what he's done all season. But I think Minshew, with his schedule, uh, if you want it, it's starting with um, the Bucks. Bucks this week. And then he gets uh, Tennessee Week 13, Cincinnati Week 14, Atlanta Week 16, Las Vegas Week 17. Does have Pittsburgh in Week 15, but those other matchups, I think he's a borderline starter, especially with the teams on a bye. Okay. And, and I, you know, he's been bad. Like he's had the one, he had 30 points against the Browns somehow with two rushing touchdowns. Most of his games have been pretty bad, but he's had actually a pretty tough schedule. He really hasn't had easy matchups. He had one game against Jacksonville. That's his only, Minshew's only easy matchup so far. So the schedule is definitely uh, easing up for Minshew. Dave, who are the top three running backs to get after Dylan, Charbonnet and Dylan? And then who? I've got Roshan at the top of the list. He's 55% available. Uh, I don't know if Deontay Foreman's going to play, and I do know that the Bears are on bye in week 13. So he feels a little bit more of like a, a desperation RB3 for week 12 and a rest of season stash. But he had a couple of really nice runs. And if, if again, if there's no Foreman and the Bears coaching staff has talked up Roshan quite a bit, uh, I, I think you go with him there. I think Jeff Wilson makes sense as the next best guy up just in case there is an extended absence for Devon Achan. Savan Ahmed also got hurt, so Wilson would probably be the number two running back on the depth chart for the Dolphins against the Jets. And then I would put Kenny McIntosh third just to see what you get out of him. It is short-term, and there are other stash candidates that might be better. But again, I'm just thinking about the short week, fresh legs. I know it's against the 49ers, and if they're trailing, he may play a lot. Might get as many as three or four catches in the game. Uh, I think if you need somebody for this week, aside from the Charbonnet and Dylan, look at Ezekiel Elliott. I know it's gross, but the Giants run defense clearly not as formidable as it has been. And you're talking about a guy that's coming off a 13-carry game. Last time we saw him, um, three of his last five, nine PPR points or more. You know the Patriots are going to run the ball because of their quarterback situation. So um, I would go Wilson one, Roshan two, and then Zeke three. Yeah, let's be real here. We're not. This is, this is not the the glamour position this week. No, not for this. No, week. it's not good. And well, uh, I mean, it, it is and it isn't. It depends on the size of your league. Uh, right, right. If you have Charbonnet, uh, Dylan, sure. Right. Uh, even to like a guy like you're, you're gonna you're gonna read and listen to a lot of waiver wire shows, and like you know, uh, I just I, I was just curious. I looked at a few last night, you know, or a few columns last night, and um, I think Yahoo and ESPN and and 
you know, there, there might have been a third side in there that I saw. Like they're they're under fifty percent roster. Charbonnet for sure is under fifty percent roster. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So, man, if Dave, if you really don't think Charbonnet is going to have that passing downs role, I know he's got ten catches in his last two games, but for the season, the Seahawks throw the eighth fewest passes to running backs. Last year, I think the seventh fewest. So this is not something they do. Um, he had very few catches. I don't know if he had more than two catches in any game coming into week 10. Weeks 10 and 11, he's had a bunch. Now, maybe you figure you give him Ken Walker's catches, which is usually about two a game, plus his own catches. But if you think he's not going to have that role and he's not basically going to be, I don't know, 70% of the snaps or something coming off the field on third down, and he's facing the Niners, who, by the way, don't have an elite run defense this year. We should say that the, them and the Ravens, we always talk about them like they're unbeatable on the ground, but they have, that has not been the case, but if they've been pretty good. Yeah, but, but right. But your game script is part of it. Like teams just don't run on them because the 49ers are often blowing them out like the Jaguars a couple weeks ago. Right. But, um, but what I was saying is what my, the hope I have for Charbonnet is that he's catching passes. If he's not catching passes, then this is a trap that people are. This could be a trap. I, I, I would be very surprised if McIntosh is playing on obvious passing downs where you know you got to pass protect in in favor of Charbonnet or even DJ Dallas. Right, Dallas. Because they they got right. an Dallas will be the one if it's pass protect. They got an easy. I mean, they got a, a banged up Geno Smith against that defense. Like, I'd be shocked if McIntosh is playing very much. There also, I remember during the Aaron Jones absence earlier this year where it seemed like the Packers got so fed up with A.J. Dillon that they benched him for Patrick Taylor at one point, and they just signed him again to they just practice Taylor squad. Back. Do you think there's another running back that factors in in Green Bay? Not significantly, no. It could be Taylor is just like a you know handful of snaps type deal. Uh, all right, let's go to wide receivers, Jamie. This is a more fun group. So we like Josh Downs if he's available. Um, but if not, who are the best ones to get? Uh, I would go Beckham first. But if you want to factor in the bye week, you can certainly go Jaden Reed. You know, those those guys are kind of neck and neck as you're looking at the best receiving options on their respective teams. It just feels as if with the Packers, it's going to be a different guy every week. You know, as we saw Wicks step up. We saw Watson find the end zone finally last week. Obviously, Romeo Dobbs scored four of his last five games. So, Reed, you take away the end around, which, you know, not something you want to count on. A um, little bit of a disappointing stat line, but you have to like what he's been doing over the last month. So, I'll take the upside of Beckham based on what he's done, you know, and now with the absence of Andrews. But, again, depends on, I think, what you need. Demario Douglas is fascinating because I think he's played much better of late and coming off a good game prior to the bye week. But we know there's a quarterback change, and so how much will that change things? Plus, will Devontae Parker's return, as much as that sounds gross, impact Demario Douglas and what he can do moving forward? But I still think he's third. Um, and there, there's you know a handful of guys that sort of are like relevant. And you know, I know you joked at Robert Woods, but he's still somewhat relevant, coming off a five catch game last week. You know, playing with one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. You know, so there are some guys out there that you can look at. But the top three for me would be uh, Beckham one, Reed two, Douglas three. Might I um, make the case for? Rashid Shahid ahead of Demario Douglas. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and 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 AT Perry too. You know, you got two guys that are coming off productive games to relevant degrees. You know, Shahid had a his most targets in that game against Atlanta. Now again, there was a quarterback change, and we know that Derek Carr and, and Jameis Winston are two wildly different quarterbacks and how they operate. Uh, but Perry got an opportunity for the first time. And so he's in a great spot. Again, Thomas is going to miss some time, according to Dennis Allen. So you got the Cardinals guys, you know, coming off a big play for Rondell Moore, Greg Dortch, the first game without Michael Wilson with a six cash game. You know, he's he's got to be up there. Um, you have uh, Elijah Moore, you know, first game with DTR. We threw over 40 times and he had a six cash game, too. You know, so maybe that's a guy that he's going to lean on. So there's a lot of different ways you can go at the receiver spot. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, are you looking for long term upside, short term play? You know, that's kind of I think how you have to sort of gauge it for what your roster needs. But I don't think, you know, to go back to your fab question. There's so many guys that are like similar, mm-hmm. you know, where there's like, I don't think aside from maybe Josh Downs and maybe Beckham, you know, just because of the situation that you're saying these are must start wide receivers in week 11. And outside of three receiver leagues, I don't think there's one of those guys. Yeah, One weird, not weird, but interesting thing for uh, Rashid Shahid with Michael Thomas missing basically the entire game two weeks ago before their bye, he had his shortest average route depth of the season. Um, whereas A.T. Perry was the deep, uh, the downfield guy uh, for the Saints. 
So I don't know if that's good or bad for Rashid Shaheed, but it could mean more targets because he had nine targets. Usually he gets like four and he just relies on the home run. But if he becomes more of a Michael Thomas guy, then that's kind of interesting with some big playability in there. So it's something to keep an eye on. All right, tight end's not so easy, Dave, and we just lost Mark Andrews, so uh, give me the top tight end priorities. Likely has to be at the top just because of the opportunity that's being presented to him, and he's available in 97% of leagues. So out of everybody that we've talked about, he's the one who's most widely available. He might end up being your number one priority. I know the track record this year uh, with, with Lamar Jackson isn't really that great, but I can't help myself here, and I think that he's worth at least speculating on. After that, it's it's not great. It's Jonu Smith, who has six or fewer PPR points in three of his past four. The game, he didn't have six. Uh, he made a monster play, which seems very rare for him to have a long catch and run like a 60-yard touchdown uh, that yeah. he had. Wouldn't count on that very often from Jonu Smith, but he'll play a decent amount, and he's out there in a lot of leagues because people dropped him going into the bye. Luke Musgrave's available in 39% of leagues. He has at least eight PPR points in two of his past three. So I'd put him on the list as well. Likely, Jonu Smith, Luke Musgrave. Best one-week option for me would be Donald Parham if Gerald Everett's out again. Coming off another strong game where we did not see Everett play. It's now back-to-back times where he's had four-plus catches. And you know Quentin Johnston can't catch a cold. So with the way that this offense is operating for the Chargers, I think you're looking at a tough matchup against Baltimore for sure. But Parham right now is probably their third-best pass catcher. And so one-week replacement, I will take Parham over the field. Long term, I would take likely. And then one more receiver just to bring up his name because of the injury, because we saw it earlier this season. Tutu Atwell obviously had a great start to the season without Cooper Cup on the field with Matthew Stafford. If Cup is going to miss any significant amount of time, I think you put Atwell in the mix also. Atwell scored more than 15 fantasy points in three of four games and had eight to nine targets in every game without Cooper Cup. Problem with the Rams right now is they're just not throwing the ball much. I mean, it's like 31 or fewer passes in four straight games. Remember at the beginning of the year, they were throwing the ball a ton. Um, I don't know what the heck that's all about. It's not like their running game has been so good. So I'd like to see Matthew Stafford get but back it could to be slinging now. it. Right. Here it, comes Kyron Williams. But the ironic part is when Williams was healthy, they were throwing the ball. They were running a lot of plays is really what happened. I think their play volume has probably gone down significantly. Uh, I'll recap here. Quarterbacks to get are Minshew, Saints quarterbacks, Will Levis. Running backs, Roshan Johnson and Jeff Wilson. I'd also say that Savan Ahmed, if he's not hurt, is clearly ahead of Jeff Wilson. I mean, I think you have to come to that conclusion. So, Well, Mike McDaniel talked about this, and he said the reason that Ahmed was up and Wilson was not was because of special teams. And so that factors into it also. So, you know, he said it was a numbers thing. He said they prefer to carry five wide receivers as opposed to four running backs. And so I think that was part of it. So I would imagine that if Wilson is up uh, and active, he will have more of a more touches than, than Ahmed. Well, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen Mostert, Ahmed, and Jeff Wilson, and basically it's been all Mostert, you know, when it's been in that situation. Um, okay, so Roshan, Wilson, and, you know, I'll throw Antonio Gibson. Just keep an eye on him because he was listed as limited uh, on Monday. They didn't actually practice. They play on Thursday. I guess I wouldn't expect him to go. Oh, my God. There is a huge spider. Two Inches away from my face. Oh, man, is that terrifying. Wow. <laughs> Let's see it. Away. Oh, my God. I did not like that at all. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I just, when you just, say huge spider, are we talking the size of like a nickel? Oh, a quarter, quarter at least. Like a, a oh, half wow. dollar. Huge. Half dollar. I mean, don't okay. you think, though, well, like, well. in there, like, a small thought in the back of your mind, like, let it bite you and see if you become Spider-Man? <laughs> no. I don't want to be Spider-Man. You do have a Peter Parker vibe to you. Uh, wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Jaden Reed. you remember that happened to me last year, Dave, on the set? When you got bit by a spider? No, there was a spider crawling around. No. Uh, there, there's a funny clip, but I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I did not like You guys were watching me, like, slide my chair on as I was talking. Like, what's <laughs> going on? There was a spider, like, crawling around the desk right in front of me. <laughs> Uh, Beckham, Jaden Reed, Demario Douglas at wide receiver. We also think Rashid Shahid and and Tutu Atwell maybe have some value. Um, Isaiah Likely, Jonu Smith, Luke Musgrave at tight end, Donald Parham. Hope you know you gotta you gotta kind of hope that Gerald Everett doesn't play, but he's been good in two games in that scenario. DSTs, Jamie. 
Uh, it's actually a pretty good week for DSTs. Um, I, I have five. I didn't list the sixth one, which could be the Titans because of playing the Panthers, but you have to be a little bit risky to trust them. I wonder if the Bengals are still a good matchup because of the coordinator change, but you look at the Bengals, you look at the Broncos, how they've been playing, and they get DTR. Uh, the Saints, you know, I just think based on Desmond Ritter and how he's looked so far this season, I know no Marshawn Lattimore most likely, but Saints defense has been good. Patriots get the Giants, and the Giants get the Patriots. So if you want to see what's going to be a low-scoring game, get ready to watch that one. How okay. do you... What's the roster ship of the Dolphins? Oh, that's pretty uh, way, low, right? Way too high. Yeah. yeah, way too high. If they're out there, make them the priority, yep, obviously. 100%. I mean, the Patriots, I actually think the Giants might score some points, maybe, but the sacks, it's just the sacks. Like The commanders didn't play well defensively, but they had, what, Patriots seven, rush is that great. eight, but you don't have to be against the Giants. Seven, eight sacks, something like that against uh, DeVito, who definitely has struggles with that. I mean, he takes a lot of sacks. Kickers? Uh, kickers for this week, you get uh, Young Shui Koo off a of bye, so that's always good. He's dropped in a lot of leagues. Jake Moody bounced back. Let's uh, put the Shui in there. Just, just Young Way. <laughs> young Way. He's, uh, he's trying to give him some Shui. Feng Shui. Uh, Matt Prater has been good since uh, the return of Kyler Murray. Uh, Blake Group has had a solid season. And then I'll go back to uh, Matt Amendola. I know he was bad last week, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game in the uh, game of the week. Well, no, you jinxed it, so forget Matt Amendola. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I did not pick Chiefs Eagles, so you can't blame me for that. Uh, Dave, you down with IDP? Yeah, you know me. Uh, defensive line, DJ Wanham has been a name we've talked about all year. He's still putting up moderate production available in about 80% of leagues. Yaya Diaby isn't a name that I just made up. That's an actual person. He had a huge <laughs> game last week. I think he stays in the rotation for Tampa Bay. Moving on to linebackers, Ernest Jones for the Rams. He's back. Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins against those Jets. He's actually had some good tackle numbers for an edge linebacker, and he's got potential for at least one sack a game. That's exactly what he's done in four straight games. David Mayo, break out the coffee, put in the Mayo. Huge game last week, six total tackles, two sacks, but I think he can actually improve his tackle production as long as he stays as a primary part of the commander's defense. And then in the secondary, Nate Hobbs in Las Vegas. Jordan, what's a battle for the Cincinnati Bengals? Got a lot of playing time last week. I think that continues. And with Kareem Jackson out for four games, if he's healthy, P.J. Locke for the Denver Broncos is someone that's worth taking a look at. You said Justin Simmons last week, and it was a great call. He's he's on fire. Um, Zach Cunningham, you didn't say him, did you? I did not. He What's had his he's so fourteen okay, percent rostered. Uh, he had eight tackles against Dallas, six last night, and uh, and an assisted tackle and a pass defense. So he's yeah. basically he's out there again. Yeah, he's filling in for Nicobe Dean for the Eagles. And what about Landon Roberts? Did you say him? I didn't say him, but he had a great game. It's just a question of whether or not he stays in that role for the Steelers. Well, they're down. They're down Holcomb and, and Alexander. Right, but they yeah. just resigned Miles Jack, and who knows if they're gonna go back to him. Yeah, we 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 clearly know that Mike Tomlin ha- loves to like trust the names that he knows. Can I tell you what just happened to me? I don't know if you saw my reaction earlier. That there was, was only, a spider the size no, of a quarter threatening your life. There was only one league that I didn't check my score in because I just assumed I lost. But I was like, you know what? I may have had a shot. And it was me versus Dave in IDP. And I went to go see how some of the IDPs went. If Devontae Smith scored a touchdown Instead of being tackled at the one, I, w- I would have won. I lost by five points. Oh. I-, I had Devontae Smith and a couple of IDPs going into Monday night, and I almost won. I would have gone to five and six. I would have been on a four-game winning streak, I think, because I was horrible. But uh, now it's over. Now I'm four and seven. I had I had three brutal losses this week. One where I lost by a point on Cortland Sutton's last touchdown for the Broncos. Oh. I lost uh, by six. Had Patrick Mahomes hit MVS, I would have won that game. Oh. Um, with with Mahomes, and I lost uh, to the Burrow Andrews manager, where I needed twelve points last night from AJ Brown and Harrison Butker, and didn't get it. Uh, you know who was that manager? More upset about the no, that was George Donald. Oh, I thought it was me. I thought that that happened in one of the games we played. No. Never mind. Yeah, the the Vikings also lost on the Cortland Sutton touchdown, and the Chiefs <laughs> also lost on the MVS drop. We'll yes, talk about yes, that I game. Share that with them when we come back. We still have to talk about our shallow leagues and our deep leagues. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more on fantasy football today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who are the shallow league guys that we don't talk all that much about on this show, but other shows might, if you're 10-team leagues and whatnot. And whatnot. Uh, who are the shallow league players to, fo- to uh, follow? No, to get... Yeah, follow them on Twitter <laughs> to get this week, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, I wouldn't say other shows. I would say look at other leagues, you know, that these may be relevant players. Um, you want to start with quarterback? Well, I think obviously Charbonnet and Dylan, we've talked about enough. But yeah, sure, every other position, go for it. Yeah, again, if, if we're talking availability, the top three guys should be in whatever order you want to put them in. But Charbonnet, Dylan, and Josh Downs would be the top three for me. Um, if we're going to quarterback, Jordan Love, you know, I, I know he's been at his best, surprisingly, when he's had Aaron Jones. But um, he's coming off his career-high passing yards game with 322. Uh, he's going to be throwing a lot against the Lions, I would presume, because of how that game should unfold. So not a top 12 quarterback, but certainly somebody in deeper leagues you can point to and say can help you. And then I know Baker Mayfield's coming off a stinker and not the easiest of matchups against the Colts, but still, you know, he's going to be in the mix prior to that game against the 49ers. He had been 23 or more points in three straight games. So I think you can look at him too. I would go love, I'd go Minshew. I go love Minshew uh, Baker. If you're looking at three guys that are available in, in those type of leagues Uh, running back again, the top two guys I think are obvious. And then once you get past, um, Charbonnet and uh, Dylan, Ty Chandler played very well. Now take away the 31 yard punt fake. Uh, his rushing numbers don't look as good. So it's really nine carries for about 40 yards, but four catches and played, I think 31% of the snaps. So going to be involved as a second guy. So looked, looked apart um, and, and actually looked better than anything. I think Cam Akers did this season uh, with the Vikings as the number two guy there. Did you um, notice that Madison's playing time went up after he fumbled? No, it was not the first drive, <laughs> but afterwards, probably, you know what it was? Uh, I don't know how much you paid attention to it. Chandler missed a bad blitz protection. Yeah, he did. And the next drive, Chandler was right back in. I, I'm assuming Madison was right back in. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what it was. Chandler um, can't do that yet. So Jones is the favorite of the wide receiver spot, and he's the, the lowest rostered of the shallow league guys. But Romeo Dobbs has scored a touchdown four of his last five. Uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, I still want to roster him. I know it's been Wait, a couple who's of the favorite games, at wide receiver? I'm sorry. Who's the top wide receiver? Josh Downs. Oh, I thought you said Jones. Oh, you said Jones. You kind of combine Jones. It would be, yeah, Josh Downs. Josh okay. Downs. Yeah, is Josh the Downs of the shallow wide receivers <laughs> of all the receivers available. So go make sure Josh Downs is not on your waiver wire. Uh, then Romeo Dobbs, then Jackson Smith and the Jigba, and Jahan Dotson. So you look at those guys, and depending on how you want to view them. Um, the thing that's interesting about Dotson is he scored after Curtis Samuel was ejected. And we yeah. saw the game prior to that when Samuel was there, he had a dud. But I think you're going to see Sam Howell back to 50 attempts, depending on how much they have the ball against the Cowboys. So that should hopefully help Dotson if you are looking for a number three receiver. And just in terms of Smith and the Jigba, I know he's coming off a bad game. He had, I think it was like a 31-yard catch that he almost got his feet in on the sidelines um, against the Rams. Yep. That would have made a stat line probably in the – uh, 11 point range. Um, he finished with seven. So seven PPR points. So it would have been four of his last five or 11 PPR points. And we know he's an injury away from being a superstar, uh, at the tight end spot. You're looking at, uh, sorry, I just got to get to the, the numbers there. Logan Thomas, uh, David Njoku for sure. Uh, 81% roster. So still available in a lot of leagues, 15 targets. We know he's just been very consistent. Um, really since week four on, um, Dallas Goddard, if you want to roster him, just the fact that they didn't put him on IR is a promising sign. So maybe he comes back to help you in the fantasy playoffs. And then Logan Thomas, as Dave mentioned, 73%, just continues to be a a consistent 9 
to 11 PPR type of guy without a touchdown. And again, they're going to be throwing a lot. Okay. So Dave, let's, we were rolling in the deep. Let's start a quarterback where it's pathetic. It's Desmond Ritter, who's available in 89% of leagues. And Tommy, don't call me Danny DeVito, available in 93% of leagues. Agree or disagree, Adam? DeVito had a couple of really good throws against the Commanders. Yeah, uh, in italics, against the Commanders. The guys are freaking <laughs> wide open. But no, he did. I mean, the touchdown to Barkley, the first yeah. one, you know. Yeah, he, he did have some good throws. Uh, I thought both good. touchdowns for Barkley were good. The, obviously, the deeper one was better. There was a slant and a tight window to Slayton, I think it was. That really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offensive line is terrible, and he's he's holding the ball a little bit. But I, I think there might be something there with him, given like the little bit of the, the Tyson Bajan treatment where he ends up being a good backup quarterback and maybe a decent starter the rest of the year when the matchups are good. I think this matchup is okay against New England. Um, by the way, if you've got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Dobbs, or Justin Fields on your fantasy team, you're going to need a quarterback in week 13 because they are not playing. And Minshew's a great one at Tennessee. Whoever's starting for New Orleans against Detroit would be next best. Um, Bryce Young, Will Levis, also two quarterbacks that you could get for the bye week replacement if you don't have one already. All right, just had to get that PSA out there. Yeah, right. Deeply dashes at running back, McIntosh. 99% available. You'll find him. You'll find Jeff Wilson, 76% available. Rico Dowdle is still a stash. He's 53% available. Um, what are we doing with Leonard Fournette? 68% still out there. Hasn't played yet for Buffalo. What oh, they found this? their guy, Ty Johnson. It, it might be Ty Johnson, which means what's Leonard Fournette doing? Nothing. Oh, he's jobless. Maybe a long guy. And I think Dearness Johnson is the handcuff to uh, definitely is. Yep. ETN at this point. Yeah, he I think he didn't play until the game was out of hand. Yeah, that fourth down catch that he had, that was a huge play for Jacksonville. Um, he he looked pretty good. So I might get him if I've got ETN just to lock that up. And then standard weekly mention of Jarek McKinnon continues to play in goal-to-go situations and third downs for Kansas City. Always ends up being a factor late in the season for the Chiefs. Wide receiver, uh, Odell's available in 64% of leagues, so he actually crosses both ideals as, as a must-add receiver, both in regular leagues and deep leagues. A.T. Perry, Jamie mentioned him. If Michael Thomas is out, that's the big physical perimeter type of receiver that the Saints can use again, give them more targets than they did last week. Stash guys, this is in addition to a lot of the names that Jamie said. Stash guys, Jameson Williams, 61% available. Uh, All these guys, 80% plus. Zay Jones, Khalil Shakir, Wondell Robinson. And if you've got the space, Jalen Guyton, because if he comes back, the Chargers are in desperate need of help in their passing game. Tight end likely is available in 97% of leagues. So is Tanner Hudson, who has at least eight and a half PPR points in each of his past three games. Easy short area target for Jake Browning to lean on. And Michael Mayer, 8.6 PPR points or more in each of his past two games. Looks like he's going to be a regular part of the Raiders offense moving forward. Uh, I would throw Jake Browning in there. I know he didn't throw the ball very well against Baltimore. It was against Baltimore thrust into the you know lineup after Burrow's injury, and the schedule's not easy. But you put all that talent around any quarterback, hopefully he can fall into some good production, and he ran for 40 yards. And then uh, Greg Dortch had a big game with Kyler Murray, and if Michael Wilson's going to miss any time, um, six catches, hard to overlook. He's <laughs> outproducing Marquise Brown, which sucks. Yeah. All right, those are some good deep league targets there. Finally, we get to talk about Philadelphia and Kansas City. Philadelphia 21, Kansas City. Justin Watson another deeply guy. I know he dropped everything, but he also caught a touchdown and got 10 targets. Let's just blame it on the rain. So I did a... Mahomes blamed it on himself, like a great teammate that he is. Oh, yeah, come on. He made two unreal throws on that final possession. Dropped by MVS, dropped by Justin Watson. I mean, the, the fourth down one was ridiculous, but uh, I put yeah, that was a tough catch, up. Still, he's got to catch it. If they meet, yeah, that was a good play by Slay. If they meet again in the Super Bowl, who wins? Eagles or Chiefs? And 56% say the Eagles right now. But any fantasy takeaways from this one? Dave Richard. You can't look at Mahomes and say that he's the best or even the second best or even the third best fantasy quarterback rest of season. So that that's the first thing. He, and it's not because of anything he's doing. You talked about it. He made some unreal throws. He's a sicko, but his receiving core is clearly letting him down. I don't know who they can. I, I don't know what it's going to take for Rashi Rice to get double-digit targets in a game. 
So that's the first thing that they should do is get Rice more involved because he seems to be their most reliable receiver, as pathetic as that sounds. And the other thing is that Kelsey just doesn't look as like I – don't, I don't think he's moving as well as he has earlier in his career. We're all still going to start him. We're all still going to expect good things from him. But I wonder how his efficiency ranks now compared to this point last year and maybe the year before where he's just maybe just it's father time, maybe catching up to him. Maybe he's playing hurt. I know he limped off at one point in the game last night. He came back in. But I, I think this passing oh, offense, like, this back. might be the worst it's been for Mahomes in his yeah. career. Yeah. I would, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's weird. It's, it cannot be because they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster. That cannot be the whole thing. Right. It's like it's the how much worse is this receiving core this year than it was a year ago? That's the funny thing. I think it's the I think you're right about the Kelsey factor. He's just been playing hurt all year. And yeah. uh he's, I don't Which think he's the same dynamic. We, we want player. him to play great. I really I I I've I started this in week two when I watched what happened to Calvin Ridley. He got absolutely erased by Legarius Sneed, who also in that game made a great play on Trevor Lawrence when Lawrence was trying to uh score a rushing touchdown. Legarius Sneed should be an all-pro cornerback this year. He, I know he's got the most penalties among all corners, but this guy is shutting receivers down on a weekly basis. Great receivers, and it was A.J. Brown's turn on this one. Um, so you don't worry about Brown. He'll be awesome. Smith obviously benefited from it. I, I, like I said last night on F15-5, this was a, a, an exciting game, uh, intriguing game, two great teams. I don't know that there was a ton to take away from a fantasy perspective here, but would you drop Rasheed Rice for Odell Beckham? No. For Odell no. Beckham? No. For Josh Downs? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure. Definitely. I don't think I would do it in a non-PPR. All right. And, uh, boy, Pacheco looked so good last night. It's a shame that he didn't even score. He scored like 10 fantasy points in PPR, uh, but he had a really good game, so good for him. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this week because of all the noise that's going to be surrounding the passing game. Like, does Mahomes come out and throw the ball 40 times and say, we got to get this going? Because, I mean, they'll beat the Raiders. You know, does it does it go back to, okay, this is what our identity is now, is, you know, we're, we're a run and defense team with, you know, our, our greatest player, the greatest quarterback in the league handcuffed because of what the offense looks like. You know, I mean, he'll get a touchdown or two. It's it's fascinating. I, I I think it's the it's the first part. It's the former. I think he comes out and like we gotta quiet the noise. I gotta get these receivers going. If we gotta win the game 10-7 just because we're not scoring, but we gotta try. Good luck. All right, drop Omita real quick here. Drop uh, Sam Howell zero to ten at Dallas. Zero. Zero. Jacoby Myers ninety five percent rostered. Chiefs and then a bye. Twenty two. It's an eight in non PPR. It's like a five in full PPR. About Daryl Henderson. He's got and, 10 catches and four starts with Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Um, I would probably not drop them Tuesday or Wednesday unless you're desperate to add something to your team. Freeman more droppable than Henderson because I think Henderson will have a role in the passing game more so than Freeman will. So just wait and see because we know how this goes. I know Sean McVay said they expect him back, and that's probably should how you just approach it. But – now, just in case, as we saw with the Bears situation, where they didn't activate Khalil Herbert right away, if Kyron Williams doesn't come back, you like to have those guys on your team. It's yet another case where they're droppable, but it doesn't mean that you should drop them. If yeah. they're the last, if they're the last guy on your bench and you need to make a move, then yes, you can let them go. Okay. Same thing for Jacoby Myers. So running through the waiver wire one last time here, and we'll give you players to drop within this segment here. Uh Jordan Love. Is would be number one, then Minshew, then Mayfield, right? If they're all available, you can go Minshew, Love are sort of interchangeable to me. I'd okay. put Mayfield ahead of Minshew. Okay, uh, and then Matthew Stafford is another option, but I don't think you're going to want to start him necessarily if Cooper Cup doesn't play. But at Arizona, maybe something there. Um, Derek Carr, we like the Saints guys, and Will Levis, and then. Dorian Thompson Robinson, like if you're in a super flex league, you should be looking at Joe Flacco. There's a chance that you get a quarterback. I don't know if you're gonna want to start him, but there, there's there's Zappy. a handful of guys clearly because of new starters, you know, and, and it's clearly various degrees in what your expectations are. But you know, Tommy DeVito, we've said a few times over the last few weeks, he's only seven percent rostered. 
Obviously, Jake Browning walks into a good situation. Whether he takes advantage of it or not, that remains to be seen. Bailey Zappi may now be the starter for the Patriots. You know, that could be 10 or 15. That could be 15 points, you know, in a good week. Um, Boyle, you know, could be 12 points, you know. So if you're desperate, you know, again, there there, there are options. And, and Jameis, clearly, you know, in, in Superflex and 2QB leagues where you might have the ability to find some starters. So who's your favorite from that group? Of the crap group? Yeah. <laughs> I would take the upside of Browning just because of the offense he plays. In. Like DTR could get replaced clearly in in a week. Yeah. Um, Zappy's no guarantee to start. Obviously, Jameis no guarantee to start. You know, Devito's looked good, but you know that was against the Commander. So how much do you want to buy stock into that? So you tell me, Bengals starter. Again, you're hoping for upside. All right. Plus, I think people will go after Browning for the reasons that you laid out, Jamie, and they won't go after. Ritter or DeVito quite as fast. So if you try, if you get Browning and he ends up being terrible, you should be able to find somebody who's not like totally awful. Well, these are all guys who are totally awful, but someone that might be able to get you like 12 fantasy points on the waiver wire after you sour on Browning. Okay, guys. Um, running backs. So, okay. Charbonnet and Dylan. Ty Chandler is also one to pick up. We always say Tajay Spears. We know the potential he has if there's an injury. Uh, this is not a good running back week with Jeff Wilson, Roshan Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Samaje Pirine, and then a bunch of handcuffs. I'm really going to say. Pirine's interesting. You know, seven catches last week. I know, obviously, there's three guys there, you know, with with Javante and, and McLaughlin. They're not going to run the ball very well this week against the Browns. And so is he going to be more involved catching the ball? And three of his last four or four of his last five, he's got three three more catches. So PPR, not a bad desperation play. Are you ready to drop Damian Pierce, 83% rostered? Yes. Okay. He's droppable. He uh, would be a six on the dropometer. Good wide receivers this week. We got Dobbs, JSN, uh, Noah Brown, if he comes back this week. Uh, Brown, I took off the list. Okay. Jahan Dotson, you know, hope, hoping... A lot of pass attempts there against Dallas. And then Josh Downs, or Jowns, as we're now calling him, would be the prize of that group. The players who are more widely available, Beckham and Jaden Reed. Jamie likes Beckham better. Dave likes Jaden Reed better. Uh, Demario Douglas is 49% rostered. And then Rashid Shahid, 62% rostered. And on a deeper level, you got A.T. Perry, who's 2% rostered and is maybe that deep threat now for the Saints. Tutu Atwell, a good uh, maybe maybe someone to look at if Cooper Cup is out this weekend. Justin Watson, maybe he can continue. He's got 11, 11 targets. He caught the touchdown against the Eagles. Um, Rondell Moore and Greg Dorch, who would you rather roster, Moore or Dorch? I think it depends on what you need. You know, I, long term, I think it's still Rondell Moore, but clearly Dorch was the Michael Wilson replacement. And don't forget about Michael Wilson too, if you're just looking long term, because he'll get the rollback more so than Dorch will. Dorch will go back to being. Uh, a bench guy or even an active. So I, I would I would say if you're looking long term, it's more. If you're looking short term, it's Dorch just in case Wilson's out. All right, Khalil Shakir. That's how you say that name. Robert Woods. <laughs> Inside. <laughs> Robert Woods, Elijah Moore. Um and then any interest in Jameson Williams? No. Just as a maybe a bye week guy. Maybe he plays New Orleans in week 13, so it's not like he's a great bi-week replacement guy. He's Look, he's fast. He's got talent. He gets some opportunities, just not a lot of them. He's not anywhere close to the top of this list, but he's he is on the stash list. Yeah, apparently he's, his involvement is going up lately, as Jacob Gibbs outlined yesterday. Tight end, Najoku, Logan Thomas are in the shallow leagues. Dallas Goddard is someone you can stash. But Isaiah likely might be your favorite unless if we knew Gerald Everett were out, then you'd go with maybe Donald Parham, who had uh, four catches for 57 yards. And his other game without Gerald Everett, he had four for 43 and a touchdown on five targets. He gets Baltimore this week. And Baltimore's only given up one touchdown to tight ends, but they're not unbeatable. They, they've given up some, you know, solid games to tight ends. Uh, John U. Smith, Cade Otten. Otten... This is a guy, if you're really in tight end hell right now, you lost Andrews. In three of his last four games, he has 8.7 to 9.3 fantasy points. Um, it's eight plus no, and four of his four last, last five. five, right. And then he had a 23-point game against the Texans. So that's not terrible. Luke Musgrave, the one thing you just keep an eye on Musgrave is he is on the injury report, but I think we expect him to play. 
And then you've got guys like Michael Mayer and Tanner Hudson in the deeper leagues. What about Tyler Conklin? We were kind of into him last week. He laid an egg. Sure. Any interest there? It's yeah. a different quarterback, so keep an eye on that. And they did say going into the game they wanted to get Jeremy Ruckert more involved, and I think that impacted some of the targets for Conklin. Sure. So just something to keep an eye on there. It feels as if they're starting to give a little bit of a nod to some of their younger players as they're realizing they're going to miss the playoffs. Like Tim Boyle. <laughs> uh, DST streamers. Well, I mean, if their options are Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon, they both suck. Yeah. Bengals. I don't know. I'm not really feeling the Bengals. DST. They're not good. Have you watched the Steelers' offense play? I mean, I know there's a change, so we'll see. But I'd much rather have the Broncos against the Browns. Yeah, that's fine. You got to figure the Browns' running game could be pretty good, though, in that game. Saints at the Should Falcons. Be. Remember, the Saints don't have Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Patriots at the but Giants. The Falcons have Desmond Ritter, though. Yeah, Giants against the Patriots. And kickers, Youngway Koo, Jake Moody, Matt Prater, Blake Groupie, Matt Amendola. And that is it for the waiver wire. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Thank you, guys. Dave, have an amazing week and a a great Thanksgiving, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. And uh, we have... Adam, don't move. The spider... No, don't even... That's not funny. (laughs) Not funny. And uh, we have a a pretty normal week, except the Thursday episode. We're going to probably record on Wednesday night. But other than that, it's a a typical week for us here at Fantasy Football Today. We hope that you uh, hang out with us and tune in. I know people are traveling, so hopefully we can get you through your your travels. It's some fun podcasting. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. See you later.